Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Gravity Falls. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. This is Kate Kalsik, and I'm joined by Love Patrol Alpha, Noel Kirkpatrick. I did not agree to that name. <laughs> Unfortunately, Allison is on assignment. She's not able to join us today, but we're going to be still moving forward talking about Gravity Falls Season 2, Episode 1, Scaryoke, and Episode 2, Into the Bunker. Uh, we will have to get Allison's thoughts next week on some of this voice casting, but goodness knows I was excited to hear the melodious strains of Nick Offerman and Mark Hamill. Um, how did these episodes live up to your memory? Uh, and and I would say those vocal performances in particular, but just in general, for me, it was like, ah, we're here. We're, this is this is what I remember. Yeah. How was it for you? Yeah, no, this is what I remember as well. Uh, and so that was really nice. Um, I think that it's smart casting for both. Offerman's doing Offerman. Um, and Hamill is doing Mark Hamill doing voice acting stuff. Um, so it's that scratchy maniacal type stuff which he does really really well and has been doing really well for like 30 going on 30 years now and it works really well for the shapeshifter in fact so much so that like i think the first time i watched that into the bunker i did not realize it was him because it's just different enough from his arch villain type of voice that i didn't recognize him immediately and then as soon as i knew it was him i heard cadences and that kind of thing so i think both are really big swings in terms of getting some really good voice actors that's going to continue going forward as marcus alluded to on monday and even within our next pair of episodes for (laughs) monday we kind of have a little bit of a stacked guest cast so both of these are really good um my big takeaway starting with uh scaryoki is Boy, all that money is on the screen in Scaryoki. Right? I did. I forgot how really good that episode looked. Like it looks expensive. Yeah, just yeah, so that, expensive. There's that one shot. And you're like, oh, somebody got a budget. <laughs> yeah, no, they got such a budget upgrade between seasons. I feel like because um, the the lighting and shading that they do um, once the zombie invasion starts is just stupid good i can't i couldn't get over it i watched this episode like two or three times um in part because i just like both of these episodes but also scaryoki just looks so good (laughs) yeah you know they managed to do the zombie thing i think in a in a original way for them like in a way that fits gravity falls but also doesn't feel like a retread of the previous zombie thing that they did uh, it's yeah. a nice, it feels more like a callback to the season one premiere than, um, you know, it, it, it's very much its own thing, which I appreciate. And it, yeah, they really, you can feel the raise of the stakes in season two versus season one through the, the, I mean, the budget, but like through the representation and like the depiction, like th- that type of zombie threat, as opposed to, oh no, Mabel's going to date a zombie. Who is actually gnomes? Um, so, like having that, you know, it doesn't even the, the zombies don't look like the picture we see in the book because the picture we see in the book has to look like the premieres, the pilot, right? And it, it's just a lot more horror um, in a you know Disney XD friendly kind of way. But I certainly enjoyed it. Um, I I must say, uh, I we got you know we got texted by Allison when she was watching these, 
I don't know that singing unison counts as three-part harmony if there's three of you, but, you know, I don't overthink it. Um, and shout out to the Lucifans. Uh, Lucifer's coming back at the end of May. Anyways, the, you know, that little issue aside, because I kept waiting, like, but we know that Stan can't sing, so how are we going to... Like is Mabel is the type to go off on a riff, right? Like yeah. very like regardless of whether it sounds good or not, the point isn't about sounding good. The point is about sounding bad together. Yes. And uh I, I thought that the song was good. I liked the lists of different karaoke options that they had in the machine. Um and just <laughs> the whole um you know, like the, the pacing of that. So that by the time you get to the reveal of, oh, perfect three-part harmony will be what explodes them. You're just so willing to go with it because the ride has been so fun that it just, it, of course, of course, that's going to be our solution. It, uh, it, it was, it was delightful. Uh, Marcus says they should have had Waddles harmonize with them. Uh, absolutely. You know, you know, he can hit those notes. I bet Waddles has a very dulcet tone. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have other, were there elements of this that you particularly enjoyed? I had kind of forgotten about the Seuss's zombie part. So that was a lovely surprise. Gonna get those brains, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm like yeah. a genius among these guys. I tell them how to use drills. <laughs> yeah. Turn off the power and everything. Um, yeah. Which is a great because I've always wondered how zombies turned off the power. And it turns out that there's just one really smart zombie that knows to pull the lever. Um yeah, I think that the other thing to kind of call out, and for our listeners who are new to Gravity Falls, is that this sets the stage for a lot of like character stuff going forward, um, especially motivations and concerns and drives, um, particularly in regards to Dipper. Um, we see it a little bit in the next episode, but this will really kind of come forward in our pair of episodes on... Um, in one of the pair of episodes on Monday, is that Dipper is getting a little too focused on the journal and is going to make problems for everyone as a result of that focus. Um, so this zombie apocalypse next week, something else. Um, and I like that as an escalation of we're focused on it now. So we have to do Dipper feels really focused on it, but also, and this is also really important to remember we're halfway through summer. So they only have like a little bit longer to figure all of this out before they have to go back to wherever they live with their parents. Like, summer's winding down which is one of the reasons also that this show could not go on forever it is not an endless summer uh so the deadline is looming and it's starting to wear and i think that watching this as an escalation of dipper inadvertently summoning causing the zombie apocalypse was a really good way of doing that and this is something that's going to be recurring i think for most of this season is dipper getting a little too focused and making poor decisions Hmm. Uh, Keenan says I found it very endearing that Seuss still said sorry dudes as a zombie and hard agree yeah yeah um, the dipper thing yeah for me it also connects very strongly with the uh you know the actions that someone will take and children too when they need to be believed and they aren't mm -hmm. yeah. and how quickly something that like like he's you know, obviously this is not the level of trauma or pain that's, you know, someone else could have as an analog in the real world, but for the show, right. He's so desperate to be believed and listened to and validated that he will summon <laughs> zombie hordes without thinking because he just, he needs basically Stan, but he mm -hmm. needs someone to, 
take him seriously and listen to what he's trying to tell them. And acting out is the only way that he's getting the attention that he needs. Um, and this is a much safer way to talk about that kind of a phenomenon. Um, so that was really effective to me. And I thought really well done. And of course, in the immediate, oh no, what have I done? Everyone is all I should, you know. And we get a little bit of that with Wendy in the next episode as well. But uh, Dipper, I told you to do one thing. What was it? Not to summon the undead. What did you do? <laughs> I summoned the undead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just such a human thing, you know, and it, it's, we all need, uh, we need that connection and we need to be listened to and heard. And if we aren't heard in the, you know, through traditional channels, we will, you know, often go to more and more extreme trying to get someone to pay attention um, mm -hmm. or to get, the, get what we need from whoever it is. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was, you know, uh, I don't know how intentional, but a, yeah. a, a, a good thread and certainly something that stood out to me this time watching it. Uh, Marcus, if you think about it, this is one summer. Each episode would be like nearly one day after the previous, maybe two, because it's like, it's 40 episodes over two seasons. So they've got, like if you're generous, three months, right? Yeah. Depending on when school ends and when school starts, and that's ninety-ish days. And yeah. you know, some of these episodes aren't all in one day, so that's an eventful summer. <laughs> yeah, no, like I know that um, one of our op episodes for next week basically takes place over the course of like a week almost. Mm -hmm. So, like, who knows what happened else during that week because they cover it in a montage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why he has to go, you know, Dipper has to go to man training in a day, in an afternoon, because uh, there just isn't enough. There's just not enough time. time. Yeah, absolutely. time a tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, any final thoughts on, on Skariochi uh, and our revelations about Stan? I like the pacing of that, and I very mm -hmm. much like the paralleling of, like, the fingers crossed. Yeah, no, the paralleling of the fingers crossed is really good, especially on the heels of everything in Dreamscapers and the ways in which they're uh, Stan and Skip Skippers. Goodness gracious, Stan and Dipper's relationship is developing. So I think that that's a really good kind of call for the show. And no, I can't say anything else without wading too deeply into like spoilery territory, mm -hmm. um, which I feel like kind of leads us into um, into the bunker where yeah. we get a lot of interesting things. Plus, Wendy actually involved. Wendy actually so, gets some character development. It's so delightful. I was like, oh yay, good! I forgot about this episode. It's fabulous to see this character uh like this attention to the character and this interest in like and you could see like now that we've kind of paced out their adventures are pretty much every day of course Wendy wants to hang out with them because like it is way more interesting whatever they're doing than what normally happens in gravity falls uh so fair enough uh i i thought this was lovely even aside from all the missed things I kept seeing <laughs> with the bunker, it's been a long time since I played that game, but that's immediately where my mind goes for that. Um, but, you know, having ha that, that, I think the handling of that awkward conversation on the log is just right. Uh, mm -hmm. I like that they are more or less putting this part of Dipper's focus and story to bed and just like, okay, we've given this the time it needs based on the buildup in season one. But Dipper's attention will be the journal. So let's like, let's wrap up this Wendy stuff a little bit. Um, did you, did you have any 
particular thoughts about that? Was it was that a uh, did did you get any flashbacks, any traumatic conversations from your past that came fl- rushing back? Because I know we pretty much all had one of those conversations on one side or the other or both. Yeah, never with the age like difference, but yes. Yeah. Um, but I've also had like the literal, you're laying on my bra, dude, um, (laughs) moment as well, which was also just weird. Um, I was just like, yeah, I did that. It was in college, but still. Right. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. Try not to think about it too much. Um, yeah, no, um, the bit on the log and the resolution of it, I think is really great. Like, like you said, like, it's probably one of the best written sequences scenes in the show i think in terms of the way that it's handled by both of the characters uh both of the vocal performances are really really great and i like that the way everything gets framed of it's an age thing it's going to be a little awkward but also i just fought myself which was very awkward and that i can't imagine trying to fight yourself like i don't want to think about that really at all um, I just, I feel like that would be bad. If I had to fight myself, it would just be a lot of, oh, I have no upper body, so I really gotta get to the gym. Oh, yeah. Are you tired? I'm so I'm tired. So, tired. <laughs> so I, I like the ways in which that they layer this traumatic event of dealing with the shapeshifter. Um, and we need to talk about the shapeshifters, various shapes, including the scary Dipper Mabel combo monster, which is horrible horrible but the ways in which all the shapeshifter stuff and the nature of how we present ourselves to each other i think while not like a major textual point within the episode still kind of feels like an important idea here so i think it's good and i like that love that thing on the log and like you said this is putting that hopefully to bed if i remember correctly i don't really feel like it resurfaces Mm -hmm. but They've got too. They've got too much other. Too many other fish to fry. Yeah, they've they've got a little bit uh, of things. They got some other stuff to, to to spend their energy on. So yeah, I think that's about as elegant a resolution as you could ask for. Um, the the monsters are appropriately monstrous. I like that. It seems like you're going to get the fake out of like the giant shadow, and then it's a tiny bit of bird, and then no, it's something else. Um. Yeah, horrifying. And the Dipper Mabel spider thing. Do not want. It's unsettling. We're back to like Buzzard Hornet's territory where you're like, no, why? Oh, God, why? Why is this in my brain now? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I liked uh, the, the, the way they handled the characters, like Wendy and Dipper figuring out. Like, just like that, all it took was Wendy to see the can and her to realize. You know, like they don't have other dialogue. They don't like go. Oh, that means right. I, I always love when shows trust their audience, especially shows geared towards kids. Um, so that was delightful. And the um, you know, I feel feel like this gets to, to like the inevitable question of how do you spot the doppelganger? And this was you know just right. Again, very well handled. Spoke to the characters and how well they know each other. And Noel, how do we spot? Your doppelganger. Oh, that's a great question. How would you spot my doppelganger? I mean, I think you would have to ask it who's supposed to take over the Televerse (laughs) in the event that I die. And if they don't say Emily or Dennis, then you know that it's not the real one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, I I was like, mine is like, I don't know, something about... um, 
being tired or that lost finale sure was terrible, wasn't it? Right. Like there's a few different cultural touch point places you could go. Um, uh, it's like, Oh man, nobody likes Bach right overplayed, you know, like there's, there's a few things you could go with, with that. But I thought what they did here was, you know, just like that, not just like the winking, you know, like that's a very clear, you know, kind of choice I would see other people make, but the the lip sealed thing because they have established that as a Wendy thing. She's done that a few times now mm-hmm. over the course of the first season. That was a really smart and efficient choice for that, which I appreciated. Uh, Keenan and Marcus, I'm curious what your doppelganger, you know, tells would be how you could tell that the, you know, it's, you've clearly been shape shifted and replaced. For Keenan, it's probably you know caftans. I'm over them. Over just them. over them. Not my don't, jam. I don't. I don't think that they're a valuable article of clothing. Don't care for them. It's mm-hmm. not. You know, not a fan. The keys is not a fan. We're done with them. Yeah. yeah. Pantsuits all the time. <laughs> I love a pantsuit, though. I got. Yeah. Say. No, I do too. But I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of like the most extreme. The most extreme, like highly structured, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Um, so it was delightful. Because um, the jumpsuit's great, too, even though it's just all one thing. Like, mm-hmm. the jumpsuit's different from, like, a pantsuit. Yeah, so, it's different, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know. But um, he was like, oh, yeah, caftans, but only in denim. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, God, that sounds horrible. You know. I don't I don't know. I, I say that. I, my instinct is the is yes, but I'm sure someone's done it well. So Yeah, no, I'm sure someone has. And okay. now I want to know. I want to know. Um, well, the, the, we've already talked about the performance from Hamill, but I thought that was particularly good. You mentioned the performances on the log. I agree. I think that's, this is the best Carlini's been. It's also the best material they've given her to work with. But I also really like that the episode where they kind of move us beyond the Wendy Dipper, like subplot or whatever, is the one where she's finally a person, you know? Yeah. And I think that that is so connected with how, um, people interact with each other, right? Because it's the more that she becomes a person, the the less focused we are, you know, or maybe Dipper is, but I, you know, they seem to interact a bunch when the camera's not, you know, going. So maybe not, but like the more she's actually, actually an individual rather than an idea, the easier it is to, to interact with her in that way. So yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also very much looking forward to how over Robbie she clearly is and hoping that he, I don't really remember. I'm hoping he doesn't come back very much. Yeah. I don't remember how much he comes back, but I did appreciate the fact that no one on this show, except Wendy has decent upper body strength. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't keep holding up this boom box, um, which is really good. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't remember how much more Robbie there is. I know that there's probably some cause if I remember correctly, some bit from season one resurfaces that involves him, but I don't remember. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the the other things to this episode, I liked the um, the resolution with with the freezing as Dipper in the pose. I thought that was appropriately creepy um, and effective. I liked Mabel <laughs> playing with the the, the uh, frozen, unfrozen, frozen, unfrozen, which is just so. It's very Mabel. I also yeah. like her fire hazard of a sweater. Oh, um, man. Such a cool sweater, but also she's going to die. She's going to die. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. Uh, definitely. Yeah. And she's got very useful sweaters. We we also did, we did mention this for the last episode, but I also have a shout out to the, um, the zombie with the 
the disco light, like the strobe lights. Just mm-hmm. like, stop fighting us. You're just making us look cooler. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. Um, any final thoughts on Into the Bunker besides stuff that we want to say that we can't because, you know, spoilers. Well, I just want to call out that the shapeshifter refers to the person who was in the bunker as a six-fingered freak. And boy, isn't it conspicuous that Stan had a glove with six fingers in his bunker? It's just weird, isn't it? about that? That's weird. It's just, I don't don't know what to make of that. Mm. I'm sure it's not important. I'm sure the number of hand fingers on the journal have nothing to do with that. No, nothing. Not related at all. Yeah. It's just a red herring. Just a red herring. It was a red herring all along. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So I think that's about it for me for this. So then, yeah. unless you have any final thoughts, or Keenan and Marcus, throw your thoughts into the chat. The like the other thing I guess is that the I liked the creation of the bunker space, like the 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 design of it. Yeah, it's it great. did feel appropriate. Um, <laughs> it did feel appropriately like past future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, like grungy. <laughs> oh, Mabel and the Caterpillars. I just remember Mabel and the Caterpillars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, hard to be scared when your face is fuzzy. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree with you, Mabel. Normally we're on the same page. Uh, Keenan says, all I keep thinking of is my father was slaughtered by a six fingered man. Excellent. Very nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Those caterpillars are gross. But then, of course, compared to what we have headed our way with the, Shapeshifter. I also liked that. I also like that Mabel has hopefully learned the lesson of yes, maybe Dipper is faking it and just trying to get you to let him out so he doesn't have to confess his emotions and feelings. But also, maybe he's not. You guys have gotten into enough adventures and like, you know, horribly deadly situations this summer that maybe don't risk it. Maybe just open the door. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, well, the next episodes that we're going to be talking about on uh, on Monday are episodes three and four, the Gulf War, as in G O L F. I just got that pun. That's really good. Anyway, <laughs> and sock opera, and uh, I am delighted by both of these. Yes, uh, they're both really, really good episodes. Particularly um, sock opera, yes. Marcus. If you have any thoughts on these uh, that are spoiler free that you'd like to share, drop them in the chat. Keenan, if you have any predictions, because I know this, you have not necessarily seen them yet, drop those in the chat. Um, hmm, what can we say about these that aren't spoilery? Uh, I'm very excited to have more. I feel like it's not spoiler to say that that an episode called Sock Opera has some music. Yeah, so I'm excited for the music. Um, and I'm excited for what I assume will be some level of holy moly punnage that we partake in on Monday around golf. Uh, looking forward to that, man. I miss holy moly already. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to tease too much else. Um, aside from both of these episodes are really, really good. Um, they're real funny. They're real weird. Um, and yeah, it's, they're good. They're good. Yeah. And yeah, no, I just, yeah, I don't, I, I can't, I just want to talk about both of these episodes already. Cause I watched them <laughs> last night. Um, so I'll just watch them again on Monday or Sunday or whenever, whenever. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, until then, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Keenan Marcus for joining us today in the chat. Uh, and Marcus that we will be pondering your doppelganger answer this weekend. Yeah. I have to, I have to, I have to ponder that more. We have to, we have to, we have to be prepared. For in case Marcus gets replaced with 
a shapeshifter slash robot since we got the caftan thing down for Keenan. Um, uh, listeners, thanks. As always, Noel, thank you. We'll be back next week. Oh, Mark says, I've been thinking about it since you asked, and I'm stumped. Yeah, it's hard to think of, like, what would be, like, the thing, especially because it's so relationship-based, right? Yes. The thing for one person is not the thing for someone else. Yeah. So, you know, it's very, con- like, contextual of, like, who's there and, you know, all of that. So, yeah. It's a harder question than it seems like it should be. So, anyways, more on that next week. Uh, but thanks, guys. Bye. Mm-hmm.